At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yo, hour number two, primetime action live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, hanging out, doing stuff, talking betting, watching some ball. We've got some bets this weekend as well. We'll power rank our Super Bowl bets, our favorite Super Bowl bets. Any Super Bowl bet that's available, we'll power rank them uh, coming up here momentarily. First, let's update the scores with Kelly. Yeah, trying to get that uh, over 17 and a half uh, Patty Mills points bet in. But uh, just, you know, so many great, great app problems here in Vegas <laughs> all the time. All right, how about some scores? Uh, Cavs up on the Bucks. Bucks were up leading in this game. Don't know what's happening to them. 63 to 55, 30 seconds remaining in the first half. Cavs, two and a half point live favorites, 231 and a half. The live total. Pacers on top of the Hornets. Uh, that game is tied now. 56-56. Five and a half minutes remaining in the first half. Hornets, two and a half point live favorites. 251 and a half. The live total there. Uh, at the half, Clippers with a one-point lead over the Magic. 49-48. to 48. Uh, Clippers, minus 110 on the money line. Magic, minus 120. 207 and a half. Live total. Heat up on the Knicks. 20-11. to 11. Live numbers off the board right now for that game. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the Kings on top of the Hawks, 31 to 18. One minute left to go in the first quarter. No live numbers for that game either. Uh, over on the NHL, we got a few games in progress. Sharks up on the Capitals, one to nothing at the end of one. Uh, the Capitals still a live betting favorite, minus 120. Sharks minus 110, five and a half. Your live total. Maple Leafs up on the Ducks at the end of one, two to one. Uh, Maple Leafs are mi- minus 750 live. Ducks plus 425 live total set at seven. Flames lead the Blue Jackets one to nothing at the end of one. Flames minus 475. Blue Jackets plus 310 and your total set at five. Blackhawks and Red Wings scoreless at the end of one. Red Wings minus 125 live. Chicago minus 105, four and a half. Your live total and over in college basketball, a couple top 25 games going on. We have Tennessee on top of Florida, 70 to 66, under two minutes to go in the game. Uh, Providence on top of Xavier, 51 to 46, nine minutes left to go in uh, that one. And then Iowa State and Oklahoma State just getting going one minute into this game. Iowa State up two to nothing. Still to come, Tim Murray, talk college uh, hoops with us a little later on. Get his thoughts on uh, the championship round in the National Football League. And, uh, you know, what the heck? 
We'll also have uh, Frank Schwab in from Yahoo. We always like talking to Frank Schwab. Barry Lamar Bonds is the only member of the 500 Home Runs, 500 Steals Club. He's also the only member of the 400 Home Runs, 400 Steals Club. Random Barry Bonds facts throughout the show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to rank our Super Bowl bets. Let's do it. And it goes a little something like this. Kelly, ever just, uh, you know, go to like Hakkasan or Marquee and just go nuts? Uh, yeah, I mean, rarely, but yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, I almost I almost made it to one of those uh, last Friday, but then I got lost in an escape room. So, yeah. Yeah, right. right. I was literally walking to it on my way. And... I've gotten to the age now where my buddies used to come in town in droves like, hey, let's go to the club. And then it was, you know, throughout your 20s and your 30s and 40s, you're like, oh, yeah, let's go. And then by the end of your 40s, you're like, oh, I'm not doing this. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never really been the big club guy. Yeah. I, I, honestly, the uh, I don't know if you guys notice about me, but, you know, I like to talk. What? Know? So, like, yeah, I know it's weird, but, you know, you can't have a conversation. You know, I don't want to yell. Hate yelling. Hate yelling. Plus, everybody else is on something. That that was the I cracked the code. I was like, oh, I'm the only one that's not on anything. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. no wonder like, this cool, is so unenjoyable. It's nineteen dollar beer night. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So the the task here is, and Kelly, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Any Super Bowl bet, not championship round. Any correct. Super Bowl bet that's available to us right now on the just DK p- menu. Yep. On the DK menu, just power rank them. What's your third favorite? What's your second favorite? What's your first favorite? Matt, as always, you go first. Yeah, so first one for me would just be strictly based on a on a number here. And we talked through a couple of these last night, but I do I do think that they're they're pretty interesting, right? Is the Jamar Chase Super Bowl MVP at thirty five to one, and that, that's because if Cincinnati gets through Kansas City this weekend, this number is not going to be anywhere close to thirty five to one, and um, for a couple of different reasons. For one. Because they will be in the Super Bowl, and therefore the number will naturally go down. <laughs> First and, and for foremost. Two, most likely because of the route that they went about beating the Chiefs, he likely had a massive game along the way as it is anyway. So um, getting 35-1 to 1 on him, where I think this is probably looking closer to like that Cooper Cup number if, if they actually get to the Super Bowl, probably more in that 10 range, 12 range, as opposed to 35-1. to 1. Um, I think that would be an interesting one to get in the account, again, just on the – on the off chance that they are to beat Kansas City this weekend. Uh, Cooper Cup. We talked about this one last night. I actually think this one is pretty interestingly bettable because if the Rams were to win the Super Bowl, we have seen where Matthew Stafford has not had gaudy passing numbers, but so much of what he did do went just to Cooper Cup. Like, this is one of those things where we, we kind of talked through the scenario last night. Matthew Stafford could have 255 with 145 of those going to Cooper Cup and a couple of touchdowns. That is not out of the realm of possibility at all. And so he has a pretty concentrated um, target distribution. And look, yeah, he's opened it up a little bit, getting Odell involved a little bit more in the offense. But, I mean, Cooper Cup's his guy. Cooper Cup's the guy in the red zone. Cooper Cup's the guy when they're trying to move the chains. I mean, there's just so many different ways Cooper Cup gets involved. And, a, a Super Bowl of a Cooper Cup 10 reception, 145, and two touchdowns is not out of the realm of possibility at all. So, um, And it would go to him over Stafford because, like I said, he could have the very bulk of all of the Stafford statistics uh, going to just him. So I do like that one at 8-1 to one as well. And then just the, I know, square, I get it, boring. Chiefs to beat the Rams. I'm getting 2.5-1, to one, uh, Chiefs to beat the Rams in, in that one. But, look, the Chiefs are likely to move on. I think the Rams are going to move on. And then at that point, I think that the Chiefs actually go ahead and and win it all. I sort of went the same way you did. Mm-hmm. 
but a little differently. Mm-hmm. I just This is why I decided uh, to bring up the MVP market yesterday on both the numbers game here on Primetime Action, because I think really by proxy, these are some of the best bets you can have right now. Number three for me, Debo Samuel, Super Bowl MVP, 16-1. to I really do believe the Niners have a shot here this Sunday, as I felt they did last week as well. And you're dealing with the fourth worst quarterback of the bunch right now in Jimmy G. So who is the person that might be able to shine in a Super Bowl in victory? Sure, it could be George Kittle at 40 to 1. I decided to go Debo. Debo's the sure thing at 16 to 1. He's my third favorite. And then one and two, I mean, you know, hate to be boring, but Tyreek and Travis Kelsey both are at 20 to 1. And we all feel that the Chiefs are likely to beat the Bengals. Guess what? You're not going to get Tyreek and Travis anywhere near 20 to 1 come Super Bowl Sunday. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is uh, going to be shorter, but of the Chiefs beyond the great Mahomes, 20 to 1 beautiful prices on Kelsey and Hill. And I put and I put Tyreek as my number mm-hmm. 1 just because that to me is more of the possibility of a monster football game than from Travis Kelsey. Kelly yeah, I finally just got my Patty Mills bet in. So, yeah, uh, Matt and I are both on <laughs> Patty Mills over 17 and a half points. I think that took roughly 11 minutes to uh, finally get in. What was the deal? You had to keep turning on and off the Wi-Fi? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going back and forth, and then awesome. it was, like, logging me out, and I don't know what it Fun was. Fun times. Doing. Just nonsense. Way to go, Nevada. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, yeah, the Cooper Cup one, I think you guys are dead on. I, I like that one, too. I, I, Rams get by this weekend. I think you're looking at a shorter number with him. I think the everything that he's done this year, I think that narrative is going to be a narrative fight throughout the Super Bowl, too, of that MVP possibility. Um I think it's a guy where that you know the quarterback. I mean, has been so important this year, but he's almost overshadowed Stafford. So I, I think there's a strong possibility he's going to get a lot of consideration uh, there. So that was my third one, um, and then I went on an exacta just Chiefs to beat the Rams plus two fifty. Uh, that's my favorite. Um, exact, you know, exactly that we talked about. Probably my favorite, uh, one of my favorite team futures besides just the Chiefs, Chiefs to win it all. I think I do think Chiefs at plus one twenty, um, is not a bad bet right now. If you wanted to punch that in, I think they are, um, pretty clearly the most talented team left. Uh, I would put the Rams next, but I think the Chiefs have a pretty bit, pretty sizable leg up even on them. So plus one twenty. Uh, if I had to make a bet today, that would be the first bet I would make. It's just Chiefs to win it all. It's a good idea. Puts in a little context for people. Yeah. Yeah, little perspective. I mean, again, we were choosing any bet that it was Super Bowl involved, and that's about as square as it gets. But that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's probably the number one bet I would make if I had to right I, now. I really think the big, the biggest message of all that are those MVP votes, right? Those MVP uh, markets right now are super interesting again because of the fact you do have the presumptive rookie of the year on one team who's not the quarterback in Jamar Chase, presumptive offensive player of the year in Cooper Cup, who's not the quarterback on another team. Jimmy G, who's the worst of those, you have Debo and Kittle. And then the other one, obviously, being, uh, in the in the case of the Chiefs, household names in Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So all of them, yeah. great numbers. I do think the cup, like the cup situation and the Chiefs ones, like, you, you know, they make it to the Super Bowl. Those numbers will get shorter, obviously, and be good bets. Matt's right. I mean, it, it, they're, they're, you know, seven, seven-and-a-half-point dogs at Kansas City this week. But if somehow Cincinnati gets by, mm. Jamar Chase is what? He's probably five, six to one, I bet, for Super Bowl MVP at that point. Well, because, again, it's like the, like I said, it's like the, it's the way they got there, too, right? Because right. he's likely to have a monster game in route to them doing that. So route, route, in route to them doing that. Yeah, yeah. Run a route. Yeah, I think route. you have to be in route, but you know, you can take the route there.
en route. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You can't be en route. You can't be en route. <laughs> no, yeah. that would be. Dumb. But it was more just the number, right? Because like again, that thirty-five turns into. 10, 8. I think it's shorter than 10. Yeah, maybe even shorter than that. Yeah. So, yeah. It just would be, it'd be fun. Again, if you're, if you're, uh, the only issue being, a, yeah, if you think the Bengals, if you're a little there. bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a Bengals believer. I like it. Matthew Stafford, man. Good for him. Just, it, 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 I like the, the Rams in general. Good on them. Yeah. Going on. Odell, all in. Von Miller, yeah. Matthew Stafford, whole nine yards, but right? Stafford Rams of the year before. Stafford just proving. That the NFL, more than any other sport, you just end up in the wrong situation, man. And it colors your whole career. And he got his uh, escape out of, was it a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card, as they say. Coming back, uh, we will look at a lot of things, including Australian Open semis numbers. And one of these came down and is actually playable now for me. Whew, the futures are pretty much alive. Coming back, Prime primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. With Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on primetime action from the South Point, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. The most times a pitcher faced Barry Bonds without allowing him to reach base <laughs> via a hit or a walk. So we're talking about from, you know, who's the longest he's ever gone 0 for against a pitcher is 0 for 6. That's it. If you got a seventh try, he got he got on base. 0 for 6. The pitcher's name is someone named uh, Jeremy Gonzalez. He had a 4.93 ERA in 572 career innings. Two years after his final season, Jeremy Gonzalez was struck by lightning and died. Ooh. What? Because he was the only human being to hold Barry Bonds to an 0 for 6 lifetime. Lightning struck him, and he died. You can't make this stuff up. Holy, I've never heard that before. That is crazy. Thank you to the uh, Cespedes family barbecue for that little detail. There's a, wow. There's a conspiracy theory website out there somewhere that said Balco did it. <laughs> like somewhere, <laughs> if we dug deep enough, for sure. I think you made that up. Uh, Kelly, you were saying something off air, which I think is interesting for people to hear. 
Yeah, I was just talking about NBA betting uh, for myself this year, and it's been one of the craziest seasons that, that I've had. I, 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 I think it's been the craziest season betting in my life, I, I'll be honest. The, I mean, first couple weeks of the year were, uh, you know, right around 50%. My, uh, you know, the priors were, you know, still trying to figure that out. And then, you know, we brought it up on the show a couple of times. I went on a very nice winning streak. For, so this I, I tweeted this out on Friday, and I'm just kind of updating numbers here. But it was November 7th. 17 through January 6, I was 25 and two on pregame sides, totals, props, and in-game betting. Okay, and nothing at nothing like laying minus 200 money lines. I'm talking basically everything ATS. Um, from January 7th to today, I am two and 13. So it is, I mean, I, I've been talking about this a lot on this show, but it is one of the streakiest sports to bet. Um, you have to be able to power your way through it. You have to believe that you're when you're mired in one of these losing streaks that it, you're going to punch through, but I think you always need to reevaluate your numbers, reevaluate the process always, um, you know, and sometimes just taking a few days off helps as well. But, um, yeah, trying to punch through it tonight. But, Gil, I think it's, a, you know, I, one of the questions I got the most during that long winning streak was, Oh, so you've been, you know, kind of up in your units while you've been doing this. And I'm like, no, not really. I mean, certain games, yes, I'll bet more than others. But as far as flat across the board, nah, I'm keeping units pretty much the same because you never know when that long winning streak can turn into a losing streak, like exactly like I'm mired in right now. Yeah, and it's such a it is such a good point to make from time to time to betters. And when you make them, in the moment that you make them, people are like, oh, yeah, that's interesting, great. But until you live through the bad ones, when you're actually in them, let me just give you the t- tennis. But so my hard court season, right? I was like 61, 33, and three. And a lot of the 61s were plus two dogs, plus 250 dogs. It was just an unbelievably ridiculous run. You know what I am in my le- So the Australian Open, I am four and 13 in the Australian Open to start this year. So after that 61-33 run, I'm 4-13 in individual matches. Now, here's the thing. We also hit Iga in the quarter. Felica reminded me yesterday, plus 250. I still have the Iga 16-1, still have Barty future, still have Medvedev future. And then anything in-game you're not counting there, too. Not counting because I hit Medvedev down two sets to none Mm. yesterday, right? So there's been moments. By the way, it was only plus 209 down two sets, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. But I woke up legitimately when it was down two sets and put that in. So, yes, there's other things that are happening that, that doesn't, aren't as bad. But just in terms of the pre-flop bets, 4-13. and 13, And it hasn't mattered because some of those 13, I'll give you a, a, at least half of them, 50 cents ahead of CLV, 40 cents ahead of CLV, 40 cents ahead of CLV, th- 30 cents, 30 cents. So 50, 40, 40, 30, 30 ahead of the closing line. Five of them, 0-5. Yeah. Matched with Drew once, didn't win. Matched with Weston, to talk about like other tennis betters I respect mm-hmm. three times, none of them won. So what we're saying is you can be the best basketball better in the world. You could be the best anything better in the world. You're not sustaining, you know, 67% hitting lots of dogs over a lengthy period yep. of time, nor are you going 21 and two in sustaining that. You will hit a run where nothing goes your way. Nothing. And your ability to overcome that negative variance mentally is going to determine how good of a long-term better you are. Because yep. in the middle of it, man, you're like, this can it, can anything else go wrong here? Oh, it's incredible. I just, you, you have to be you have to try to be able to shrug them off yes. as best you can, or else it's. 
I, I mean, it's game. You get in your own head, right? And then you start pulling punches. You start betting like you wouldn't bet. And then you sometimes, I mean, we talk about it on the show all the time. Oh. The bets where you leave money on the table, Where right? you leave money on the table are the ones that hurt the most. Yes. Then, what, yes, when your numbers are like, I should play this plus 170 dog, but I don't know right now. And you don't. It wins. You're like, I'm an idiot. The I think you did say another thing, Kelly, that is just, it works for basketball, it works for baseball. And actually, I mean, in theory, I guess for, for football, because the games are so spaced out or whatever, but like, you know, it's not the craziest thing in the world to take a couple days off, run, like mm-hmm. figure out what you're doing. Like, is there something you did differently? Is it, is it just like, you know, whatever you just run on the bad side of variance that, that could very well be the case as well. But I mean, there's, it, it, you, you do have the benefit. It's a long season. There's games all the time. Yeah, you don't have to bet everything. You don't have to bet every you single don't night. Have to bet you don't have to bet, like you can take a step back and you can try to figure out like, okay, is there anything that I'm doing wrong? Like, you know, or is this again, I'm just on, on, on the wrong side of variance with all this stuff. And so with the NFL, I try as well as possible, but I do, you know, you've got, you've got a week between games. So you can kind of evaluate your process and figure out and tweak and do stuff like that and then still make the next round of games. Right. And so it's not the craziest thing in the world. And I think a lot of people will try to bet their way out of slumps. And yeah, like, can't I think that. you do the opposite, right? Like, like s- take a, take a step back as opposed to bet your way out of it and just figure out, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm forcing this, or maybe this is whatever, or this is like, I'm, I'm valuing this too much or not enough or whatever it might, whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. And I think the other thing that, you know, that we're just, we're talking it through and it, I mean, this is, this has been part of betting the NBA in general this year, but the, you know, if you ask me what was one of the what, what's one of the biggest reasons you think you've hit some of these streaks, it's it's reading with all the COVID and injuries that we've been dealing with. It's reading some teams right with how they're filling in for injury situations and reading some teams wrong in those spots. And that's where I've noticed the kind of the trends where it's the, you know, what team do I have a good handle on when they're maybe missing a big player? What team do I not at all? One, and one last thing, too, and this applies to golf tournaments, applies to tennis tournaments, applies to team sports as well. You don't have to do well in the NBA Finals. It's okay to do Game 63 well. It, golf, you don't have to win on the majors if, you, if you're winning the, you know, the, uh, I don't know, pick your random golf tournament, right? Tennis, same thing. Slam isn't more important than 250 tournament oh, on the WTA this is, side. Yeah, this is usually my favorite time of the year to bet NBA games. Yeah. Be, be, we'll get to the playoffs and be like, all right, what do you got? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know, no. bet every three days probably? No, like, Absolutely. So the, the, just don't get hung up in that either. As far as the Australian Open, we are at the semifinals on both the men's and the ladies' side. The ladies play late night tonight. Men isn't until tomorrow. Uh, but you do have Matteo Berrettini against Rafael Nadal. Nadal, to me, appropriately priced at minus 190. He just figures out a way. He's trying to get to his 21st Grand Slam singles title to break the tie with both Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. He, of course, the only one of the big three that played in this tournament, ultimately. And then Daniil Medvedev, who came from two sets to nothing down yesterday against Felix Auger Aliassime. Broke the streak. What's that? Broke the streak. Because in the tournament, no one, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No one had come back no from two down. Come, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Medvedev minus 250 against Stefanos Tsitsipas, who, by the way, might have played the best match I've ever seen Stefanos Tsitsipas play ever against Yannick Sinner. Just absolutely rolled him in three sets. Medvedev is minus 250. To me, those are both appropriately priced. I, I'll, I'll admit I was pretty shocked in that. I, I didn't, you know, look, and I think it was super live, obviously, like Sitsipas, but like the in the manner that he oh, won it was, amazing. was really, really surprising to me. 
Here are the current odds to win the Aussie Open. By the way, Medvedev's still only minus 120. Dude, I wanted to ask you it's about It's amazing. This. Because it's, you keep you keep saying it every time we yeah. throw up the futures that you think it's still a good price. I think I'm finally ready to bet it. Should I bet it? I mean, I would. I mean, we were talking about basically yeah. what his number was before the tournament. Right? I, was he plus 120? I mean, 40 cents? I think I got him at plus 180, but don't hold me to that. It's not that much better than what you – I mean, it is, but it's not. After playing five matches. After through five well, matches. Well, like you have a whole tournament of information Yeah, yeah at, at this point. I mean, he's ornery and he'll say stuff while he's playing, but other than <laughs> that, this is so boring. I kind of like This that. guy is so lucky. <laughs> can't believe it. And then the lady side. Uh, I do have one play, as it turns out, because the line has come down. I ended up grabbing Iga Svatek. Now, if Iga wins this tournament, all of those pre-flop losses are not going to matter at all because I have her at 16-1. to 1. Uh, But uh, Ash Body tonight against Maddie Keys. Minus 450 on Barty. Keys plus 340, like you said yesterday. I wouldn't hate anybody for playing it. I'm not because right. Barty's so good. But if Maddie Keys were to upset Barty, ooh, that would set up nice for Eagle. By the way, the minus 160 on Eagle. This came down to minus 145. I played Eagle at minus 146 in this match. I didn't. I wasn't going to play her at minus 160, but I knew the sort of recency bias of Danielle freaking Collins and Eagle struggling against Kanepi would come into play. So Eagle's actually a play now for me. Got it at minus one forty-six. Yeah, back to uh, back to one fifty now. There you go. All right, that should be uh, again. These are in the middle of the night, so we all might be asleep, but hopefully we'll wake up to some winners. Coming back, we will talk to uh, Tim Murray on college basketball and some more NFL stuff to look at. We'll do that next on the other side. It's Veasan's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Veasan, the sports betting network. Listen, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Visa's got a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. It's our all-new Big Game, Big Dance Special, providing Visa plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to Visa.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on each and every game. Pretty darn good time of the year for betting. Don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today for only $69. 87.57 Canadian today. You guys better buy it now. It's going up. Price is going up. Dollar strong. <laughs> Get in there. 87.57 Canadian. All your loonies and toonies. Let's do it. Were you just uh, reciting Grandmaster Flash lyrics there? Price is going up. The dollar. Oh, no. The dollar's down. Let me see. <laughs> New York, New York, for those uh, kids out there. What do we got here? We got some uh, we got some football props of the National Football League. These are courtesy of DraftKings. Uh, we can't bet it because we're not a DraftKings jurisdiction, but let's see if we like something that we can uh, sort of recommend. Combined total po- – oh, I'm sorry, you want to say something? Uh, I, just one thing before we, Please. before we move past the tennis. If you are an ESPN Plus person. Yes. Um, Curios and Coconuts – play doubles tonight. Oh, got to watch it. And it's just so fun to watch it. Look, it's it's insanity, and it could go completely off the rails. They're playing, like, a really good team, number three seed in the whole tournament. But just those dudes playing doubles, is it's a, it's fun to watch. 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern. If you do have, uh, you know, if you do have ESPN Plus, like, it's 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 a treat Who, to watch those dudes. Let's just say tennis decorum is not what yeah. happens. Yeah. Who's Kyrgios' partner? Uh, Tanasi Kokonakis, who we won a couple matches on last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, he, is, he, is he as crazy as Kyrgios? No, no one's as crazy no as No one's Kyrgios. as crazy as him, but, like, yeah. they, but their style of play is not your typical doubles oh, style of play. Okay. But they're, but they've, they've made it work so far, right? And it's like, it's just, it's just fun to watch them. I mean, like, you don't, 
like we were talking about on, on a break, you know, it's doubles all about angles and things. And, like, you know, you, you normally have this, like, that's why these, these teams are, that are ranked so highly are usually players you've never heard of because they've just played together forever. They know each other's tendencies. They know exactly where to go. They've got all these signals on the court and where the person's going. Like, you know exactly everything about everything. And, like, Curious, just out there, just hitting bombs, like just like, like it's, just, it's great. It's just the different. It's just a different, completely different style. It's it's, it's interesting. All right, you convince me. I'm gonna check it out tonight. Yeah, I want to be Nick Curious in my next life. Just <laughs> I don't mean like him specifically, but just to have to have no care whatsoever. <laughs> oh, about yeah. what anybody could possibly think, think about anything yeah. you do. It's phenomenal. Think For, at such, at such like, a young age, I mean. Right. Like whether like whether the things I'm doing are hurting my career or not. Right. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you get to a certain age, you should feel that way no matter what. But at that age yeah. to have that is, yeah. is impeccable. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. In this case, anyway. All right. Back to the NFL. Yeah. Sunday championship game specials, courtesy of DraftKings. So combined total points for both games. And this will just be the two t- the uh, two game totals put together. A hundred and a half. Would you prefer to play that as opposed to either of the games individually, or would you prefer to play neither? That's actually interesting. That's actually a pretty interesting. I found way a, to... I found a couple ones on here a little interesting. Well, I mean, like the total combined points is interesting because you have at least a slight margin for error if you lean one way or the other on on both on both yeah. right right if you yeah. mess up badly on one you can still make yeah. it back right like if you like over in both games like Cincy and KC could end up going for 67 and then like you've got you know this yeah. like margin of error in the second game or something like and all in these all these top what the top 3 you could all look at the, that way right like if you think you really like the favorites at home this week Okay, you you could lay ten and a half with the home teams. Yeah, that's the same. That's the same thing, right? Same you thing. just take the two away teams spreads combined. Ten and a half is essentially what you get with the with the plus ten and a half slightly juiced because we're seeing, you know, three and a halves. This NFC versus AFC one's my favorite one because I've never seen anything posted like this. Before. I haven't either. So it's basically the totals, like, right? Like it's it's back to totals in the games because you're basically laying points bo- based off of the total amount of. Points scored. Right. Team totals combined on the AFC side, catching eight and a half versus the team totals on the AFC side. That's right. So AFC minus eight and a half is where that shakes out. So Chiefs and Bengals minus eight and a half versus the Niners and the Rams. (laughs) That's interesting. That's really interesting. I I, I would definitely lean the AFC side. But it's really game totals, right? It's just game totals. It's just game totals. Yeah, that's all it is. Not team totals. Game totals. Pardon me. I just made it more complicated. Totals touchdowns. Hmm, now this is this is where it gets a little creative. Eleven and a half is the total for both games. Total touchdowns. So if you're if you lean if you have a lean one way or the other in the in the points, then you would also have it here, right? Because you're never getting to the over at a hundred and a half if it's a field goal fest. So you could basically make a correlated like, you know, correlated parlay here if they allowed you to do that. I don't know if they do, but um, you're never like you're never getting to 100 and a half if there's, if there's a whole bunch of field goals getting kicked. That's just never happening. There's almost like that. The math almost doesn't. So if 11 and a half touchdowns, that's like 80 points, right? Mm-hmm. And then six and a half field goals, you're talking what, like 18 and a half points. Okay. Almost adds up to 100 and a half. That's a little less, though. It's a little shorter. 
The field goals is cool. Uh, six and a half total. The the over slightly juiced at six and a half. So you are you are dealing with four field goal kickers. Will they kick more than six and a half field goals? Evan Mc Evan McPherson, Harrison Butker in the AFC game, Robbie Gold, and of course Matt Gay. For three of the four we know oh. are are really good. Again. The gay short 47-yard field goal is like the craziest thing I've seen in the NFL maybe this whole season. Yes. He, he only missed two field goals the entire regular season. Like, so you have I, – I would, I would venture to say that it would not be outlandish to say that with the exception of Justin Tucker, you may have the four mm-hmm. next best field goal kickers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It, feel, it is the weirdest thing how we never talk about field goal kickers. I, 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 I am wondering – if someone's going to ask, because I've not seen any follow-up, that if there was any sort of injury or anything to Mad Gay, because like no wind, perfect you, weather, like, like that that was just the weirdest thing from Matt Brown length I've seen. How did you do the thing where you were like, "Yes, it's perfect"? Oh, the, the, no, even no, the broadcast did right. You no, know, I, I did. I did the worst. I did the like mid getting off my couch, like saw the kick get like get up in the air, and I'm like, "That's good." Let me because you know, it would have been it would have been three scores with six minutes plus left, and it would have been over. We think. I mean, we can't really say that after what we saw after that that day, but it would have been because I said at the time, I'm like, when he missed that, I'm like, has a 14 point lead with less than seven minutes ever felt so shaky than this one? It's ridiculous. And as we turned out, it was shaky. It was wild. I was halfway to the kitchen by the time I heard on the broadcast because you're like, Matt, Matt was right. The broadcast got it wrong at first, too. And they're like, oh, wait, he was short. Was he was like, short. It was like, he was short and way short, like three yards short on a 47 yard. And Matt Gay, who again, who had missed two field goals all year. And again, Matt Brown can hit over 41 yards. So. That's right. Oh, so they did ask. So someone did ask. I mean, this is from two days ago. And if Matt Gay got hurt during warmup, Sean McVay didn't know about it. Is what the mm. the headline of this is. So, anyway, just Wait, odd. Maybe he just didn't. Maybe he just. You know, sometimes you hit it fat. I guess maybe. So I wonder. I wonder if there's actually any information behind that, or is everybody just asking that obvious question? Right, like how how do you go that short? He must have been hurt. I just want to go back to that point that, we, with the exception of Justin Tucker, in whatever order, you might have the second, third, fourth, and fifth best kickers in the league. That is not a accident. Just want to point that out for all the things we talk about every week of the season, hamster wheel, you know, hamster on a wheel that we are every week of the NFL season. We never talk about these kickers, never. and all of these games come down to that. Not all of them, you know what I mean. So many of them do. That's not an accident, man. Those guys, those four guys, I know Bucker didn't have a good game last year, last week. But these guys, the McPherson and Gold game winners, Gold in particular because it was in the weather. But McPherson, McPherson can't miss now all of a sudden. Not all of a sudden. He's, He's been that way all year. shots and everything. But right? that dude is like him and Burrow, like way too cocky, the two of them. The two of that, was, them. That, was, that was the story, right? What did he tell Burrow? He's like, we're going to see you in the AFC Championship so, game before he AFC, kicked the field goal. I guess goal. we're going to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> yeah, those two together, they must be insufferable. I'd much room. rather my kicker like have that attitude. Me too, though. yes. Like, okay, but here's, so here's where I'm going with this. So what was McPherson, a fifth-round draft pick? Yeah. Do you believe that it will become more common for field goals to field goal kickers to creep up in drafts now? To, I'm not going to say the first round. I'm not going to say the second round. Yeah, we're not getting Roberto Aguayo again. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, if someone drafts a kicker now in the fourth round, or I'll even push the envelope to the third, 
if the kicker is Evan McPherson-like, ultimately, yeah. can you blame them? No. It's 100% well, especially with the, a great with the draft emphasis pick. on on the extra point yes. now as well, right? With it being further back and just and being being able to to, to get that mechanism down as well. Like I, I don't I don't think at all. You you cannot tell me that that's a laughable pick. If the guy turns out to be awesome, it's so worth it than taking a flyer on whatever rando linebacker. You've done more than Jordan Love has. That's for sure. <laughs> You tell me you wouldn't trade up for Evan McPherson right now if you had, like, a mid-round draft pick? Uh, Evan McPherson's available. I'll trade everything for him. By the way, total defensive and special team touchdowns. A half under minus 125 as well. Tim Murray joins us next on his way to Circa. It's Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, happy to welcome into the show for the first time and in studio nonetheless. The co-host of the Nightcap, which follows us here on the network, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, which he does with Sean King each and every night, is Tim Murray, everybody. How you doing, man? Gentlemen, good to be back. Uh, happy anniversary, Gil. Us yes. Washingtonians, 30 years ago today, the last time the franchise did anything positive, uh, won a Super Bowl. By DVOA standards, Aaron Schatz, historical DVOA, the greatest NFL team ever. And I believe that as well. They obliterated a lot of teams. And since then, might be the worst franchise ever. So, you know, yeah. we've got a lot of things going for Mark us. Mark Rippon was sacked seven times all year. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times last week. Yes. <laughs> Great comparison. That's exactly right. Mark Rippon didn't – every deep ball he threw that year went right into the hands of the receiver. Like, no receiver had to stretch. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. What did I do wrong? No, nothing. Oh, okay. I was your. I just, I just, I love. I, oh. I, you can. You're, oh, you're reminiscing. I've just had so many titles and championships since then for all. Oh, of my just, I, I knew just, that. Was, I, I knew there was something. I was like, I just love how you, you, you can like harken back to that and just feel it. Uh, just, the year was, was like, 1992, you know, Matt. It's just Tim. What do you like this weekend in the uh, championship round? I really want to take the Bengals, um, and I just look at the way that they play offensively and the issues that the, the Chiefs have defensively. My worry, obviously, is, okay, are the Bengals going to be able to slow down that gentleman who wears number 15? Who's and, that? And, uh, so I, I get a little worried there. I think some prop plays might be the way to go. You know, I think I saw Joe Burrow over under passing yards, like 288. I mean, he threw for, what, 450 when these teams met in week 17. Uh, haven't bet it yet. 
waiting to see if we get seven and a half, which I think my guess would be maybe we'll get there. We'll see. Uh, but that's the way I'm, I'm leaning on that one. And then in the nightcap, uh, I feel a little bit towards the under uh, on on Rams and uh, and 49ers. Lean towards the Rams. I know that Sean McVay has been owned by his uh, older brother, so to speak, in uh, in Kyle Shanahan. Has <laughs> uh, lost six straight to this year. Obviously, this surprises me though. As we see the betting splits, I, I'm surprised that the public is on the Rams. I thought they would be all over the 49ers in this particular spot. So that surprises me a little bit to see that the the Rams are getting at least the backing as of now. Yeah. It it should be fun, man. These are two two excellent football games. I uh you have any future still alive? We have Rams future still alive. So we're deciding how we're playing the mm. Niners. I don't. I don't. Uh I'm trying to think my futures this year. I I did more Season win totals this year. How'd they so, go for? It? Uh, pretty well. My favorite play was under eight and a half for Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I Says mean, it all, boys uh, and girls. Winner. Our friend, our, I, I know winner. he's been. I know he's been on your show, and uh, and he's been on. He goes on ours every Tuesday. Eric Eager, but he yes. said this is the biggest overreaction in the entire market. You know, go from five and a half over under last year to eight and a half, and if you really dissected it the teams that they beat Washington last year were garbage. I mean, all the quarterbacks that they played. So I thought this was just kind of an overreaction. Jaguars under was nice. Uh, Broncos over did not get there. So two and one there had the Titans to win the division. Uh, So decent NFL futures world. Yeah, we'll, we'll let's we'll sports talk radio here for ninety seconds. Let's here. do it. We, we pulled up, um, we pulled it up a little. <laughs> There's bit. nothing wrong with a little sports talk yeah, radio. That's my background. We, uh, we we pulled it up a little bit earlier. All the coaching vacancies mm-hmm. out there in the NFL. What, what what gig do you think is the best gig, and what gig do you think is the worst gig? Uh, is anyone are, are we assuming that uh, Mile High gets a uh, number twelve over there? If, if we if are not so, assuming, I'll take that one. Um, I mean, the cap situation. I think is it. Am I crazy to say that the Saints is the worst job? No. I, I think the second worst job behind the Texans, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think it's the second worst uh, because you're what 71 in the hole. You have no quarterback and, and whoever comes in has to inherit Taysom Hill. Right. Who then like you have to figure out what you're going to do with him. Cause they can't cut him. I mean, they just gave him that huge, at deal. least with Houston, you know, you know, you're going into a, just a horrendous situation and maybe you trade Deshaun Watson. You're able to get some draft capital. So I think the Saints job, I, I understand the reason of saying, you know, sayonara. Um, you know, I think you can make a case for the Bears as being an, one of the more intriguing jobs because you have a young quarterback in Justin Fields. Uh, obviously, if you believe in Justin Fields entering year number two, anytime you have the, uh, the capabilities to build around a young quarterback. Now, remember, they don't have a first-round pick this year because they traded that away to get Justin Fields, so that's a bit of a knock. Vikings are in a tricky spot cap-wise, but they got some talent on that roster. What do they do with Kirk Cousins? Are you able to maneuver off that? Can you trade him for something? Uh, the Raiders' job is, is intriguing, and I, I know this is kind of a crazy one. Um, I think Jacksonville's not the horrendous. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, ton of cap space. Number one overall pick, whether it be a left tackle, whether it be one of the edge rushers, maybe you trade back and you get more capital. And, you know, the AFC South, in my opinion, is is rather gettable from year to year. And played a snap with ATN. Uh, Chark comes back on the, at the wide receiver. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, 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 uh, you didn't see that team in the version that it was supposed to be. And Urban Meyer's not there anymore. So, I mean, yeah. anytime he leaves, you're just in a positive. What if Aaron Rodgers ended up with the Titans? Super Bowl champions. 
Is, um, he, is that where his uh, where does his wife want to go though? That's what we all or fiance his wife fiance fiance. Well, yeah. Yeah. Where does she want to go? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> By the way, it's a great point about Taysom Hill too, right? Because we were sitting here the whole time. We're like, oh, they outbid themselves for Taysom Hill. That's awesome. And now Sean Payton's gone, exactly. and they're left with him. Oh, it's the worst. It's like, oh, thanks, awesome. I, I do love that they're you know they're like, well, Sean Payton was left with no quarterback. I'm like, he did spend a fourth round yes. pick on Ian Book. Yeah, I mean, he did. I, look, I'm the biggest Notre Dame fan on the network, and I'm like, fourth round for Ian Book. I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, so college basketball last night, uh, the late game, UCLA and Arizona, third team in the country, seventh team in the country. Arizona was a three and a half point. Then it kind of got knocked down to two and a half points. Uh, road favorite. And UCLA not only beats them, they roll them by 16. Did you see that coming? So last night on the show, uh, I took the three with with UCLA, close three. But then I got cute because they were up 11 at halftime. And I took Arizona second half trying to set up that, that gl- glorious middle. Did not happen. Very impressed by UCLA. And, you know, Arizona's an interesting case because – I saw them in person here against Michigan. They've got a ton of size. They've got some shooters. And, and look, last night they shot just awfully from the field. They were horrendous from the field. But if you kind of break it down, who they had beaten, you know, their best win is Illinois on the road, which is a nice win. And they were full strength. Kofi Coburn played in that game. Um, but I, I still have some questions about Arizona, but they're not as bad as we saw last night. And I think this. Saw this what we saw from UCLA was impressive because they they were probably a little bit overblown in the market because of the run they made last year. They brought back everyone. They brought in a five star freshman. So there was a little bit too much love in the marketplace. They got knocked down a peg. What we saw last night was very impressive. They were active. They were shooting well. Uh, so very impressive win. Those two teams play in about ten days again in Tucson. So as as we normally like to do that might be a spot to jump in on Arizona in a quick turnaround there when we look at these futures um you know the the Zags are six to one and mm-hmm. then everyone else is double digits and you know I don't know if there's any of these other teams that you could say oh yeah I mean they're they're, they're definitely overvalued definitely undervalued is there is there a team that you think is kind of lurking out there that maybe if anyone wanted to dabble in the futures market um yeah I mean it's it's so what's crazy real quickly though uh about a not even a month ago Auburn was 30 to one here in town. And you could have found that. I mean, they've got the makings of a national championship team. They're athletic. They've got a number one, a potential number one overall pick in Jamari Smith. They've got shooters. They've got some depth. Now at 12 to one, that's about right uh, for Auburn. Um, You know, Kentucky, it'll be interesting to see what they are capable of this weekend, guys. They go, they play Kansas, really big opportunity for Kentucky. They went to overtime last night against Mississippi State. Ty Ty Washington, one of their top guards, was out. So if he's playing, they could be an intriguing team. But, you know, the fascinating part is we look at those, you know, that market there. Alabama has been just an absolute disaster this year. I don't think Michigan State's that good. I'll say the one team that may be worth a flyer at those odds is Texas Tech. Texas Tech, they lose Chris Beard, and people think, all right, they're done. Chris Beard goes and gets all these transfers to come in. It's not really worth out and the Red Raiders, man, game after game continue to surprise folks. So I still think they're a little bit undervalued. The fact that they have the same odds as Texas 
is absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. That's the second Texas Tech answer to that question today. Jim Root from uh, Three Man Weave also answered. So, what's the middle range long shot you like? Yeah. He also said Texas Tech forty to one. By the way, DraftKings better than a thirty to one that I saw at BetMGM earlier today. Uh, last thing, then Tim, before you go, because I know you got to go. I got to go. Got to drive to Circa. Uh, give us a give us a pick tonight. What do you like? Uh, I'll uh, I'll go with the home dog. Anytime you can get a home dog, uh, Utah State. Uh, this is the late night game, so uh, I'll probably take it. Uh, market has has really backed Utah State here. I, I do get a little bit nervous. Uh, about this, that they're missing a couple of guards, uh, so that one makes me hesitant. You know, I'm not all based on on you know the the Ken Palms, the Bart Torviks, but I found this really tr- interesting, guys. The total at Bart Torvik, which is one of the an- analytical websites, was 121. You can find a 129, 130. So it might be worth a look at the under, but uh, a lean towards the home dog tonight in Utah State. That's the kind of confidence you get every night on the nightcap. (laughs) Tim Murray and Sean King tonight, uh, each and every night, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Timmy. See you guys. Appreciate it. Coming back, we'll update all the scores. Beast's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare